You're listening to Speaking Stellar Girl with Terry Tkachuk, an interview series that inspires women to live their most stellar life. Terry is the co-founder of the Stellar Girl Movement, and she is sitting down with women all over the world to hear about the key moments in their lives and how they live boldly, compassionately, and ultimately became a stellar girl. Welcome to Speaking Stellar Girl. I'm your host, Terry Tukachik, and I'm thrilled today to have Sarah Peel joining me. Sarah is the founder and CEO of Box, a venture-backed, female-founded, direct-to-consumer winery on a mission to change the way we all enjoy a glass of wine at home. The idea came to her in a cafe in Paris where she reimagined wine drinking home-based under the European tradition of table wine, and voila, um, she's now delivering wine across the country, uh, direct shipping from her winery in Napa right to your doorstep. And we have so much to cover today. I am thrilled to have you on Speaking Stellar Girl, Sarah. Um, and I would love to hear a little bit more about your background. So first of all, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. And this is Drinkbox. Yep. That's the box right in the that's back. the box right there. <laughs> and this is number nine. This is Rosé right back here. Yep. My favorite, my personal favorite. You say number nine, and that's because we name our nines, our wines by numbers because it just makes it easier to remember what your favorite is. Yeah, your favorite, yeah, yep. And you know what? Who needs a kitschy, a, a little kitschy name when you have a number? Like I want number one, I want number nine, and yep. it makes it super simple. So yep. before we dive into box, drink box, let's talk about you and how you came to this idea why you decided to do it and what your background is. Yeah. So I, um, have no business being in wine. I know nothing about it other than drinking it. Um, at least until I started the company, but I spent my whole career in education technology. Um, I'm 43 and kind of along these like sneaking winding road of just looking at opportunities as they come up and jumping through the windows and going for it. I met um, a venture capitalist and he said, I think you should be an entrepreneur. And I said, you're crazy. I don't think I should be an entrepreneur. Um, but somehow he wore me down and convinced me to be his firm's entrepreneur in residence. Um, the firm is in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. I was living in San Francisco at the time with my husband and my little girl. And um, I was like, sure, I'll do that. I didn't really know what, as we say, EIR means. Um, but essentially it meant I could take a year of my life and maybe decide, do I want to be an entrepreneur? We thought that I was going to ideate an education technology. And then one night at a bar called the Mean Eye Cat in Austin, Texas, with who is now my lead investor, we were talking about some of my ideas. And then I just threw in, and what if I just put fine wine in a box so that I could have a glass whenever I wanted and it doesn't go bad? And then he was like, tell me more about this. And from that night in November, 2019, I, he said, you should research this. And then I did, I spent the next month and I couldn't sleep. I was calling strangers, asking them about producing wine and licensing and shipping and learning about the distribution channel and essentially forming the idea. And then by Christmas time, I had a pitch deck and come January, 2020, I had a signed term sheet for a seed round. And wow. at the end of February, 2020, we raised uh, three and a half million dollars to launch the business. Shut up. Yeah. I'm not going to shut up. Cause that's exactly what happened. I love it. <laughs> three yeah. point five million in five months. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was one of those things where that that's, that's friggin' stellar. 
it's kind of crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've learned about box that when you have a really simple to understand idea and on its most basic level, it works. And then as you start to unpack this idea, you start realizing all of these other things that make sense, how much better a box is for the environment. The idea that actually people do have the, the problem, if you will, of do I open the bottle? Do I not open the bottle? Do I, just I open one glass? Bottle. I didn't drink the whole thing. It went bad. I don't like that feeling, which kind of sounds like a silly problem to solve. But in reality, we've all got busy lives and sometimes you just want a glass of wine. And so this thing just started unfolding and that I could in fact put a really high-end wine in the box if I cut out the distribution channel and went directly to the customer. And by doing that, you know, you're getting a $50 bottle of wine at a bottle equivalent price of $18.50 and you can just taste it in the wine. And so, you know, this is not your grandmother's box of wine. No, which is what we, that's how, that's what we think of though. Like you had to reinvent it because you think of boxed wine, you think, oh, it's crappy house wine. Um, And yours is not. Well, and that's the whole idea. I mean, and that becomes then the entire experience that somebody has to have with the brand, right? So our box is wooden, it's compostable. So you can yes. drop it in your compost bin. Let's see if I can, uh, do you turn it into a birdhouse. You can bedazzle it. You can, um, yeah, everybody wants to knock on it. Um, when they get it beautiful, really pretty, it's pine wood. Yeah. Uh, you can flip it over, put some dirt in there, put some flowers in there. Um, I know you want to spray it with glitter and I, I do should, I do. <laughs> We're going to do that. Um, you and I are going to do some arts and crafts when we get together in person. Yeah. The box. <laughs> oh yeah. So, yeah. That's how I ended up here. I mean, I literally was in education technology doing business, you know, global business development deals in education for adult learners. And so maybe it's a left turn. Maybe it's not, it's not about my passion. It's just using all of my business experience to simplify an idea and go to market. Well, you have a brilliant mind. Because you do. And you launched like during the pandemic when everyone was drinking wine. So I don't know, was that good or bad for you? It was neither, to be honest with you. So the reality is it was February, 2020 when we funded. It took us eight months to become licensed as a fully licensed bonded winery, Mm -hmm. which gives us permission to ship to the customer. But once we did that, so our wineries in Napa, we then had to go get licenses into each individual state so we could ship. Okay. So- we started shipping wine in October, 2020, and we had five or six states we could ship to. Now we're at 44 states we can ship to. And you just, so yeah, like that first part where everybody was like, ah, let's just drink. Um, We missed that wave. (laughs) I do think that everybody that we benefit from is, it is now not weird to get every single thing you purchase delivered to your door. Mm -hmm. And how easy it is to open up the fridge. You're busy, you know, cooking, you just open it up and pour yourself a glass of wine and it's good for, you know, six weeks when you you tap in. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's amazing. And wine in a bottle is like, yuck. Like it's gross. It's gross. Like you don't even kind of want to maybe one day, maybe, but you have that sip and it's not that fresh tasting. Yeah. It's not crisp. The thing is, I, these are, there's so many things I didn't know when I started the business, but one of them is most of the wine produced in the world is produced to be consumed within a year. So 
so now there's a lot of wines that are produced to be laid down and they drink them in five, six years or 10 years. And that's great. And those are beautiful wines. And don't get me wrong. I got a, I got a pie chart of wine consumption. So I got plenty of bottles that I do drink too, but, but like for your everyday glass of wine, yeah, the box is just actually a better solution for what you're drinking at home. Mm -hmm. I was reading this my friend, the Googles sent, made me read this article okay. and it was just a couple months ago. And I was like, wait, what? That if 80% of the wines that were produced to be consumed within a year, which is all the wine you see at the supermarket, essentially. Okay. And it was put in a box instead of a bottle. It would be like taking 400,000 cars off the road from an emission standpoint every year. That's a lot of cars. That, that is yeah. And there's no reason why, because the wine tastes the same in the box as it does in the bottle, you know, for your everyday drinkers. It makes no sense. And, and it, yeah. And so you solved the problem and now we're going to get the word out there and you've been doing that. It's been, the press has, you know, been a very good friend of yours. You are, you were just recently at a trade show where you, where you won an award. So tell us about that. Oh yeah. This is very exciting. I, yeah. you know, we won our first wine awards. We won six medals at the Houston Rodeo International Wine Show. They have nearly 4,000 wines from all over the world that are entered into it. Um, so That's that amazing. was really fun. It was fun to get to wear cowboy boots for the first time. <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> well, I mean, I like I I've actually had these cowboy boots for 10 years. Okay. Um, and truth be told, <laughs> I was born in Texas, but I just like I don't I never knew when and where to wear them or how to wear them and be really cool. Um, but I obviously had to do it when going to the rodeo yeah. for our wine. So that's and the Houston Rodeo, if you haven't been, like outrageous experience. It's yeah. so fun. I've I've yet to go, but I I'll put it on my list. Yeah, it's really it's a lot of fun. Those that's a, that's an amazing accomplishment. Such a short short period of time, and your team is mostly women, correct? Ninety eight percent women, mm-hmm. which I would tell you, you know, I'd like to say that that was by design, but it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have just met crazy, awesome, cool women. And the other thing that I'm really, I I didn't know it until I became a mom, how much you could get done and being a mom and all these things. So we've got a lot of moms on our team and not moms of like 16 year olds, moms of like sub five. Yeah. (laughs) And so, you know, the intensity of the sub five years. So there's lots of like, but man, we just passed the football between us and we're Uh all just like in it together hard. And, and we're open. We're like, Hey, I've got to go pick up the kid. I'll check in with you in 45 minutes and you do this part and I'll do that part. And it's actually really neat to watch that happen. So it is because that's obviously stellar girl. Our mission here is to, is to bring women together and to celebrate exceptional women who get up and go, um, and get up and glow, get up and do what they're doing and be moms at the same time, because the stigma is no longer a stigma. You can do everything you set your mind to. Um, but, you know, you talked earlier about, you know, sitting down in, in the bar in Austin and speaking with your mentor and talking about that. So the, the story about the idea came at a Paris cafe. Did I read something incorrectly? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I, the thing is about Europe. I mean, so my husband and I spent a lot of time and well, before I even met my husband, spent a lot of time in Europe. And when you go to Europe and you're like sitting at a table, whether you're in Croatia or France, mm-hmm. you're just like, I'll take a glass of the house wine. And you don't even think about it. No, and it it's good. good. Mm-hmm. And it's just good. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, what is this? Maybe you ask, maybe you don't, maybe you just ask for another carafe, which is what I do. Um, <laughs> and that's like, and it's just good. And there's yeah. no anything. And so Kevin and I were sitting in Paris and, and that, and I was telling him, I was like, how come you can't just have great house wine in the States? Mm-hmm. You, you should not order the house wine in the US of no. A. I'm sorry, it is no. not good 99.99% of the time. And it doesn't make any sense. It's like total crap. And so, yeah, that was kind of like the beginning of how it's like, how do you make that a thing? And I guess I cared more about having a house wine of my house than you know the house wine of a restaurant because we just, wine culture in the States is like wrought with panic. You know, it's like everywhere- yeah. I'm sorry. You just go sit at a bar and you're like, I'd like a glass of wine. And then instantly it's like, <gasps> which, one? which one? Yeah. Do and I get the most you... expensive one? Do I get the middle of the road? So I don't look too cheap. Is the cheapest one, the worst one, not necessarily. And then you think of all the preservatives that are in the wine in North America versus like, I go to Europe. Like I love, um, I mean, there's not a country that I don't like out there and you can eat the bread. You can eat yeah. the cheese. You can drink the wine and you don't get sick and you don't get sick. And then here you come here, you eat the bread, you drink the wine and you go to eat and you're a blowfish the next day because of all the preservatives and the sodium that's in all of our foods. And you open up a bag of chips, not that I eat chips, but I'm making an example here versus there, there goes stale the next day here. It stays for months. Yeah. And you're like, what's, what's going on here? What's going on? And so like, listen, by the time you actually get the darn glass of wine, right. It's 20 minutes later. And you're like, I just wasted 20 minutes. I could have had two glasses of wine in that period. Mm-hmm. Like clock's ticking people. Yeah. And you, you know? make the decisions easy. I mean, you can make, I mean, you order a drink box and then it's, it's here. It's here. Yeah. And that's yeah. why, and that's one of the reasons why we design our wines with this, what I refer to as a taste first approach versus a varietal first approach. Okay. Because the, the variety doesn't tell you what you need to know about how it's going to taste. And what does it matter what the grape is? If you don't like the glass of wine, you don't hate a grape, you hate a taste. Right. And so, you know, Chardonnay is a great example. People have a very like, is it oaky? They love it or they hate it. Yeah. But the thing is, is they don't love Chardonnay. They either love a style of making it. And it's exactly the point. Is it stainless steel? Is it oak? And so these things like our taste buds. So, you know, I think of us as a taste bud company. And that's why our wines, if you match with one of them, we've got eight, you're always going to love our number five. If you're a number five, because we're blending against that taste expectation. And that's like, that's the thing that happens, you know, everywhere else in the world, you have have an expectation of a great glass of wine. When you just say, I'll take your house red. Right. And it's just good. It's just good. So let's explain to all the listeners exactly how box works. So you go to your, you go to the website, you, you pick your number, you choose your number, or you are, you're at one of the tastings. I know that you're traveling all over the place, promoting the wine and and you you get to choose in person or, or you order your box. So talk to me about the subscription process and exactly how box works. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually really simple. Our website is not complicated. You go to our wines page. It talks to you about each of the eight wines and in very simple, in very simple terms, very, and not because we've dumbed it down, but I like to speak in plain English all the time. And if I think about what do I, how do I have the experience to have this kind of company? 
my whole career, I've spent simplifying all the things around me so okay. that everyone around me can participate in the conversation and we can get a whole lot of SHIT done. And other, instead of using like these big, you've ever been in a meeting with like these people who use these big, crazy words. And you're like, while you're in the meeting, it sounds so great. And when you walk out, you're like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do because I didn't even know what half those words meant. And so that's how we've described our wines. And so you go to the, the page and, and it's as simple as, do you want a white or a red? Great. So we want a white wine. Do you want any sweetness in it? No. Great. So now you can choose between our number one and our number two. Do you want a little oak or do you not want any oak? Great. You don't want any oak. You're a number one. Okay. <laughs> you know, because yeah. the oak is number two. Okay. And so done. And then you pick it and you should sign up for a membership only because I, uh, you know, we have a we have a policy where it's complete flexibility. It's just a better price. So it's 74 okay. bucks a month. There's four bottles in every box. It stays fresh for up to six weeks, um, which is the bottle equivalent price, like I said, of 1850. Mm -hmm. And then we send you your number. You can change your profile anytime. So if you want to be a white in the summer and a red in the winter, that's great. Yep. You can pause it. We're going out of town. You can redirect it. I actually just shipped my shipment because I'm going skiing here um, yep. where we're going skiing. So it's going to be waiting for me when I arrive. Perfect. And obviously you can cancel it. We've got a concierge team that all you have to do is text them and they'll handle it for you. They'll handle it all. So simple. Get your wine, get it in, get it in a box and make your life a lot and more And we send simple. it once a month. And like I said, skip a month if you need to skip a month. Yeah. For having a dry January, which no yeah. one should ever do actually. Bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. I just don't think anyone should have a dry any month or. Yeah. That. I mean, <laughs> just moderation, everybody, everything in moderation. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's, um, you know, so you love to travel, obviously you've traveled the world, you're, you know, out and about skiing right now. And so, you know, that must bring you a lot of joy and happiness um, as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, like, you know, you probably have girls trips, you get to travel a lot for your work. Does that, yep. do you love getting on a plane and going somewhere new? Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a, I like, I like to be, I like to be out places doing things. I grew up moving a lot. My dad was in the hotel business. Um, we spent a lot of time, a lot of my childhood outside the country. So from a young age, I was seeing things mm -hmm. that were different from the experience of just being in, in one place. Um, so yeah, I do like, I, I saw, that's kind of how I recharge my batteries. Yeah. And it's not necessarily when I'm out traveling a lot of times, I'm a lot more quiet than when I'm at home. It's just a good way for me. It's how I kind of completely let go. I love I, when I travel, I love seeing the hope around the world from yep. all, from all the women I meet. And I love to insert myself into local situations. I don't always like the touristy things to do. I'd much rather do like walk the streets and just walk and see what I see and meet who I want to see and go to the local markets and go the, exactly. the local shops or support wherever I'm going locally. And that's kind of, you know, I, that brings me so much joy is, is getting on a plane and going somewhere. And sometimes I don't even know where I'm going. I, I've been fooled a couple of times where I, as we live in a small town, so I don't have to know where I'm going because he can check in and I get my boarding pass taken away. And so I've been surprised a couple of times. Where I'm just like, I'm in Morocco. How did I get here? You're like, what is happening? Yeah. You know, and I love, I mean, I think one of the things that I love most, we've been Charlie. So my daughter's four mm -hmm. and uh, we took her to London when she was 12 weeks. And at four, she's now been to London six times and wow. we had a pandemic in the middle. And this past time when we were there, you know, we had the 
every morning we would get the tube map out and she would have to tell us like what our stop was going to be, where we were going. And, you know, we'd get into the tube station and she would have to tell us which side we had to go down. And those are the kind of things that I just love seeing the world through her eyes too. Um, and taking her to really engage in that way, not being like, Hey, let's just go to Disney world. Nothing wrong with Disney world. Um, but I really just love seeing her explore the different places that we go in a very authentic way. Like she was born in San Francisco. We moved away when she was two. So, you know, we're not going to Fisherman's Wharf when we go to San Francisco. We're, you know, going on a weird hike. That's like this back way to see the backside of the Golden Gate Bridge instead of the side that everybody sees, you know? Yeah, no, it's awesome that she's doing this at a young age, because that'll instill in her that there's a whole world out there waiting for her. Um, just like, you know, your parents did for you. We're a product of our parenting. And that brings me to another thing that I read about you because I obviously Googled you. Not oh, the Google. <laughs> I went to Google, whether, you know, half of it's true, half of it's not, I don't know, but I heard that if you were, if you, you were asked if there was someone you could have lunch with, I'm not going to ask you this question, but your answer was my daughter. And that you yeah. pick her up from school, you know, and have lunch with your daughter for your half hour, 40 minutes. That's your yeah. time with her. And I absolutely love that. And I'm going to bring that into my life too, because I miss so many dinners and all of that with my kids. Cause you're, I feel like I'm always working. You know, I found that if you can be super deliberate and and everything's away from you and 20 minutes of focused time mm -hmm. is equal to two hours of unfocused time. Correct. Yeah. And if you can just be there in that minute, I mean, even if it's taking them with you to the grocery store and you're not looking at your phone the whole time and you're like yeah. having some weird conversation about whatever the things that are going on. In fact, before we got on, I took her with me to the supermarket so we could get a bunch of stuff for the cabin. And, you know, we're just like cruising through the supermarket talking about all the crazy things and mostly like, you know, and, and that's those like that 40 minutes, I was like, we got to chip chop. Cause I gotta, I gotta do a zoom. And, uh, the, it was great. It was so much fun. And like, we talk about just wild things and I'm not distracted looking. I write my grocery list on paper instead of my phone. So I'm not, does she, get to, does she get to tick it off? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do that with my daughter too. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because even having my list on my phone, then all of a sudden I check my text message, you know, and I'm like, Nope, I just leave it in the car when yeah. we go into the store and we're just doing our thing. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a world without cell phones. Um, obviously yeah. you know, knowing your age, you, what you did as well. And we yeah, all exactly. survived just fine. And I remember the flip phone and texting three buttons on a you know, it's this Remember all things where you do like three letters on a button. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. And then I'm like, I remember, I even remember, I barely remember the eight track tape, but I do. I mean, it's just all these things have evolved and changed so much. And now all of our kids are like this all the time. And I'm like, Hey, like no phones, like we're playing board games. We're going outside. We're playing kickball, oh, yeah. like all, you know, and I also was actually, um, speaking of our daughters, I was at a parent teacher conference with, for my daughter yesterday. And I don't, um, I mean, I don't know why I go. I think I just want to hear like, oh, she's 11 and she's doing great. But then I, I heard from the teacher, it's because I always tell this to my daughter that if you don't speak up and if you don't use your voice, no one's going to hear you. Yep. No, no one's going to hear you. If we all stay silent, no one's going to hear us. And 
for the first time, I didn't get, oh, you know, your daughter's kind of quiet. She's sort of shy. I'm like, heck no. She went mayor of her school. She's like, totally has oh, new cool. friends and she's, she, she's speaking up. And, and, you know, you talk a lot about that as well, about having a voice as, as a female and yeah. teaching your daughter, you know, to speak up and talk about things. Stellar girl is all about supporting and encouraging women. Um, and, and it's a community to have fun and finding your passions and doing what you love, because what's the point of going to a job that you hate or doing something that you hate or living in an environment that you can change. So, you know, what would be your advice to women or, um, you know, women in your life that you can, that you can better champion? How can you better champion your friends, your business people, your mentors, the people that, you know, have helped you along the way? Well, listen, I think that there's a couple things. One, I think as women, we have to realize um, that we teach people sometimes how to treat us. And I'm not saying that's like a universal truth. I just think it starts with women treating women better. Um, I think if I think about some of my experiences in my career, uh, I've had more negative experiences with women, unfortunately, than with the men. And um, I think that if we can find ways to treat each other better in the workplace, um, the men around us will see that it's not okay to treat us like that too. Um, and that's one small thing. I'm not saying that's universally true. I'm just saying we got to come together and we've got to say, this is what's acceptable to us, but we have to do it in a way that we can be heard and seen and other people feel safe around us. And you know, I guess a very real example I have of that is I led a delegation to Saudi Arabia, which obviously has, they're very different in their approach to women than they are here in North America, but it doesn't mean that progress can't be made. You just can't expect they're going to be exactly where we are at this exact moment. And, and, you know, you have to sometimes meet people where they are so that they can hear and see you so that you can take a step forward. And that step forward is progress as opposed to comparing where we are and what we can do as women. So when I was there, women were allowed to vote in these very small um, councils in these small communities. And it was the very first time that they could do that. Mm -hmm. And that was a massive step forward. So versus saying, well, they should just be able to universally vote no, we should celebrate, celebrate step and say, okay, great. Yeah. Micro movements make up change. Yes. And I, and I think that's what we have to look around us in all of our environments and say, what is it that isn't working for me? And what are the micro movements that I can make to get it to where it is working for me? Yeah. Because otherwise you'll never make a change. You'll just get angry and upset and be, you know, not happy. Mm-hmm. And then you'll look back in a year and you still won't have made any progress. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's, I mean, that's it's Saudi Arabia. I mean, the woman, the women are just allowed to drive there. I remember yeah. reading that, um, I think it was, I think it was a couple of years ago. She got the first woman got her driver's license and like, that's, that's crazy for us to think here, right but there. Like, wow. Totally. Remember the impact. Yes. A friend of mine who, who, who happens uh, to be a male, but he's going to South, he's at his second trip going, he's an incredible musician and the Saudi Arabian government is investing a lot of money in 
um, music literacy and music education. And so he's going to do a bunch of performances. This is this wouldn't have even happened a few years ago. No. And so you think about like those things are just so important. And we've got to look around us and say, how can I, what do I want it to be? And then come back to what, what's the first thing that I can do to do that? And I think when first, when it comes to women, I think we have to work together and not look at each other as competitors. And I'm not talking about being competitive. I'm very competitive, mm -hmm. but like, what is it that we can do together so that we can move forward and and, and all succeed and all succeed there's there's, there's room for, for all, all of us, us. Mm -hmm. like there there really is there's not you know i look at it and, and in my space it's like do you know how many people drink wine in this country okay success to us does not mean taking out everybody there's like plenty of room for all of us i mean we will be wildly successful um with just a tiny slice of the pie so I don't need to look at it like it's an us versus them. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great advice. I loved chatting with you today. Um, I can't wait for our live. We're going to do one of those. Yep. Um, absolutely. I'm going to drink more of my number nine. We are going to get together and um, hopefully collaborate in the very near future. I know. And I feel like we have some fun secret project. That I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. So yeah. Another thing I love is coffee, but that's another, that's a whole other I story. I do too. Oh so my gosh. When I, I can't. When I, I can't. see you in person, we'll just, we'll probably be like 12 pots down by the time <laughs> we take a break. And then a glass of wine. And then or a glass bubbles. of wine. And bubbles. <laughs> we'll have an awesome right. rest of your trip. And thank, uh, thank you. you so much for joining us and sharing so your story today. Chatting. All right. Bye for now. See you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell icon to be notified of new episodes. To learn more about the Stellar Girl movement, please visit us at StellarGirl.com.